I'll tell you what, it's all just content, content, content. Noise, noise, noise. Yeah, you've got to be saying something. You just, no matter what it is, you've got to be saying something. Just shout. Just shout. And Twitter is starting to wind me up, I tell you. <laughs> Why's that? Well, it's, it was funny, actually. I was looking into it the other day, and Twitter, Facebook, and even Pinterest, actually, as well, mm-hmm. they, they all say, in order for you to stay relevant, you need to be posting on a daily basis. And I was thinking to myself, okay, but I haven't really got anything to say yeah. of value. So why should I be talking for the sake of talking if yeah. I've got nothing to contribute? Yes, yeah, okay. And that thought process that I have, and I know you have it as well, mm-hmm. seems to lie in direct conflict with the way in which these social media platforms want you to utilize them. Mm-hmm. You and I don't feel the need to post every day because no. we don't really have a lot to contribute on a daily basis. Yeah. We like to think about what it is that's happening and process our thoughts. Provide sort of meaningful insight, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. When we're actually ready to talk about something, we have something to say. Yeah. And I think that was the, the funny thing that you were talking to me about was how everybody seems to be trying to be the loudest. Yeah. And that's what we wanted to talk about. So this is the third episode of Space Bar. It's all about ethics this month. So yep. this time we're talking about noise, really. Yeah, and shouting the loudest. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you were saying uh, the other day that you were watching Dancing on Ice with your family. Yeah. And then the adverts came on. Yeah. Yeah, you get that horrible moment where you go from just sort of relaxing, chilling out, having a sort of television on in the background, not really paying attention, to then the very deliberate volume increase and Which intense... I believe they deny. Oh, yes. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, that, 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 that's kind of up there with the Facebook, I'm not listening to you denial. But yeah, that's a, that's a different story. <laughs> all, all the all the um, reports that I found with regards to like the listening in and everything, that's all been debunked. But I can't fathom it. No, it's so hard to wrap my head around. Um, but yeah, so so the sort of con- the concept of going from that sitting around relaxing, and then adverts come on, volume increase, and then you just get just thumped by this loud, noisy visually intense sort of montage for the next three and a half minutes of your life. Yeah, you're bombarded by like six 30-second stories. Yeah. And in, and because they're in such a finite space of time, they have to sell you yes. themselves. Yeah. Not necessarily the product that they're marketing, but the, their brand. Yeah. And in order for they, these brands to stay stay relevant and stay ahead of everybody else, they realise, oh, we need to be funny. We need to be weird. We need to be loud. We need to be colourful. Yeah. And the problem is, everybody's doing that. Yes. It's. I think it, I think it, I first noticed it with that Dairy Milk advert with the gorilla. Oh, yeah. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, can't, I think that was probably in the late 2000s. And, it, and, you're, and it's like a full-on minute, I think, the advert. And it's, it has nothing to do with the product. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. But the fact is that it's weird enough to stick in your head. Yeah. And I remember people were going nuts over that, but they were talking about it for ages. And other other advertising agencies and other companies noticed this popularity that grew. Yeah. And so they started mimicking it. Yeah, with their definitely. own weird stuff. 
but now it's just escalated to the point of it's it's just overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, mean, I think um, there's sort of a few examples that come to mind. There's, there's the one that mentioned from from the the dancing on ice ads, um, which is a, a we buy any car advert. So let's let's just play a, a quick click from that now. We buy any car. WeBuyAnyCar.com sponsors Dancing on Ice. Okay, so you get you get the idea of, of what I'm saying there, just just from that little snippet. Ignore the fact that that just wound me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so there's, a, there's another one, um, which I believe is for uh, Super Noodles. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. Um, that's, that's been coming on at the minute. And, and this, this one takes a... A very similar approach where what they've decided to do is be visually ridiculous and just to plain shout in your face. Um, so here's here's a clip from that one as well. <laughs> tasty! Super tasty! Super noodle tasty! Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of get get where I'm coming from properly now. Yeah. Um, and there's there's a third example. So this is this is a an advert. This was on a while ago. There's a new one, but I couldn't find it at the minute. Um, but this is a Virgin Media advert for broadband, um, and it's a really really long advert, and the whole story is just irritating the whole way through anyway. But then. Uh, a couple of points in the advert, they then decide that what they need to now do is sort of just get your heart racing and get your mind sort of blank for a little bit. So what they do is they play some thumping heavy music for you and it's, it's very, very effective and it's very, very irritating that it's very effective. But they have some head bobbing going with this music and it's completely done to just make you just subconscious and mindlessly tap and like bob along to it um so you need you need to see this one as well visually so i put it in the in the description but here's the uh, the clip from that one i had the most banging dream i could do anything for such a reasonable price <laughs> with the new ultimate Ooth bundle from virgin media you can do anything mm, see what you mean yeah, so it's it's really effective and, you know, fair play, it works. But for me, there's the kind of the ethical side of that, that the, the kind of the kind of underpinning of, of all these examples we've seen, which is in order to sell our product, what we're going to do now is we're just going to shout at people. We're just going to make them brain dead until they, you know, follow us like sheep. Um, and it's it's really bizarre. It it can it can be extremely overwhelming. Yeah, like God knows what it's doing to to our sort of attention spans. Yeah, the psychology behind it must be for people that understand it must be fascinating. Mm. But it's um, I think when I was when I was younger, I was I would see car adverts for like Audi, yeah, or Mercedes, and I'd be thinking to myself, why why do car adverts exist? Who's who's watching? These adverts going, you know what I can do with? I can really do with a car. Yeah, what, what are the chances of, of somebody seeing that at the time they want to buy a car? Yeah. And then and then it hit me that they're not trying to sell you the car. They're selling you the brand. 
that the car belongs to. Yeah. So I think I use Mercedes as a as an example where mm-hmm. they've got very dramatic lighting, very smooth motion shots of the car as it's driving across some generic city. Yeah. I think it's normally at nighttime you're watching a Mercedes car okay, driving yeah. around. Uh, and then you've got uh, voiceover by actress Lena Headey, who mm-hmm. uh, was in Game of Thrones. She's got a very soothing voice. You know, it sounds very mature, very adult. Yeah. So it's definitely conveying this brand of elegance and class. Yeah. And wealth, but it's within reach. You know, you yeah can, yeah you can just I'm with you. Get it. And the idea is, is it's aspirational, and they're definitely trying to sell you on the Mercedes brand being it's expensive. But it's worth it. Yeah. And I always found that quite intriguing. Yes. Is that they're carrying their brand tone into this website through different um, senses. So they've got yeah. the visual, they've got the audio. God knows how long before they introduce other senses into, yeah, into yeah. the equation. But you contrast the Mercedes advert with something like the, um, I think it was a couple of years ago, the Vauxhall Adam adverts. Mm-hmm. And it's a bunch of younger people driving around another generic city. Yep. Uh, but it's uh, middle of the day, bright sunshine, colourful cars driving around. And I think they're throwing like paint grenades or something. Oh, yes. I think I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, all these colours are exploding in your face and the visuals and the and the drama that you're seeing behind this. And everybody in the advert is smiling like crazy. Yeah. You know, they're all young, beautiful people <laughs> and they're having a great time. And, you know, it's aspirational that you can obtain something like that with... A car. A car. (laughs) Buy that car and you... You have this life. (laughs) Exactly. And it's... But it works because they've been doing these advert styles for years now. Yeah, definitely. And they're clearly effective. They know what they're doing. They know who they're targeting. But then there are days when you'll come across an advert like the Super Noodle advert. Yeah. Like the Virgin Media advert, which is just is harpooning their message into your skull. Yes, yeah. And they're saying, you're going to remember this. Yep. Remember us. <laughs> and the frustrating thing is, it works because you were able to listen to me. Yes. You were able to tell me, oh, this advert really wound me up. I mean, I was doing some research for this for this episode, so... But but yes, I mean, they, they, have, they have worked in terms of memorability. Yeah. That is for sure. Definitely. It's... Um, it's escalation to the point of ridiculousness yeah and I don't know what is gonna come next no but I think I think it's interesting because the there's 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 another group of of um sort of platforms that that rely on this and that's the social media platforms as you mentioned at the beginning they've they they, they do rely on noise yeah and it's and as you say it was about you know they, they all have guidelines and there are studies that people look to to say, oh, you know, I've got a business. How often should I be posting? When's the optimum time to post? And all that, ultimately, what I think people forget is that's all that's doing is helping the social media platforms stay relevant because they won't be around if we stop doing that. Well, they sure as hell don't tell you that. No, of course not. They don't want you to know that. You know, all the time you're spending time posting you're spending time on their platform and they're earning money from ad revenue but it's uh, it's interesting actually because I'm watching some young YouTubers doing their um, review videos doing daily vlogs things yeah. like that seeing the, the life in the day of a YouTuber and some of these videos they're, they're having to shoot edit and upload within 24 hours 
Well, it's and you'll you'll see stories. I think um, there have been a few famous YouTubers. I don't want to name names because I don't want to encourage that kind of behaviour. Yeah. But you'll see a few YouTubers who have admitted that they've burnt out and yeah. that they've exhausted their themselves with with this lifestyle. Yeah. And because YouTube is actively encouraging them to say you need to be posting at minimum on a weekly basis. Yeah. Because otherwise you won't stay relevant. And so this pressure is mounted on them yeah, to do this. Yeah, definitely. And some people have taken the idea of making YouTube videos, you know, doing reviews, doing vlogs, m- making funny videos. They wanted to turn that into a career. And so YouTube seemed like a, a an ideal outlet for them. Yeah. And adverts uh, a few years ago was quite, you know, hot and relevant. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of advertisers wanted to get in on the YouTube audience because it was quite a young audience with a bit of disposable income. And so, you know, they're thinking, here's my opportunity. I could quit my menial job and I could actually become a YouTuber full time, earn enough money to earn a living. Yeah. And then YouTube started cracking down on adverts. Right. And which adverts wanted to be applied to which videos. And so the pressure from all these YouTubers to suddenly create safe content that was that would appease all these advertisers to meet the rules because if if they were condoning a message in their videos that lied in conflict with the intended message of the advertisers yep their their youtube video would be demonetized okay yep and so now it's evolved into the state where all these youtubers are now are being sponsored okay yeah and you'll see squarespace you'll see um things like hello fresh or blue apron yep they're they're sponsored by all these different companies and they're all reading from scripts and you know saying you know, oh, i've tried their product i think it's great yeah. you know and, okay um i think yeah an advert for raycon these uh earphones and things like that it's like saying you know i've tried them and they're just as cheap as they're much cheaper than the uh same quality that you would get from well-known brands yeah and i'm thinking ah these all these uh reviews by these individual youtubers with their own personalities and identities are all starting to sound the same yeah and they're being put under this immense pressure in order to sustain their living they have to adhere to these rules yeah so what so what we're seeing is kind of a almost a i think pressure is probably the best way to put it i think it, it follows through from um as you say sort of individuals to businesses you know you think of sort of small businesses having to to stay relevant and stay on point having to post all the time, you know, I mean, I, I look at um, a lot of businesses in the, in the Kent Foundation, for example, um, you know, a lot of these businesses are run by small, sorry, um, sort of young individuals by themselves who are trying to develop their product, their service, and um, and what they've got to do at the same time is somehow make all this noise as well. And I think it, it kind of... It puts it puts such a burden on people. Um, I think it's probably no wonder we see so much sort of anxiety and, and depression when there's so much pressure to be constantly doing something. Yeah, and when these social media platforms actually are encouraging you to be exposed to them on a daily basis. Yeah. And I think prime example is Instagram, where these, you know, affluent people, these wealthy people are yeah. showing off their wonderful lives you know maybe they're on a yacht or driving a a sports car or you know wearing an expensive watch and the shot has been composed in such an elegant way where it just looks so appealing that inevitably these 
um, these people are going to be <laughs> influenced by that behavior mm, mm. that desire to to want to attain that life yeah yeah can be really stressful because they it's not showing the full story it's showing a single frame of this person's life yeah and you have no idea how genuine yes that is <laughs> it's difficult isn't it yeah but like these social media platforms are absolving themselves of responsibility saying hey we don't want to restrict what you guys post yeah you should be able to post whatever you want that's the freedom of speech right there and it's a really cheeky way of saying not our problem yes yeah <laughs> but i think well, um, we didn't encourage that no or... absolutely <laughs> it's like i i think um in Center for Humane Technology, yep. which I highly recommend everybody checks out. Yeah, most definitely. Um, they they talk about the sort of criteria that these social media platforms say, you know, oh, it's, we shouldn't be restricting freedom of speech. Who are we to, you know, judge people's content? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we just are delivering the platform in which people can voice their opinion. Yeah. It's like, that's really nice at a simplistic level. Yes. But because you are allowing people to voice their opinions and influence people's lives, you have a responsibility yeah. to ensure that this is not impacting people's mental health. Yeah. Mental health is, is, is getting more and more, you know, the, the issues of mental health, sorry, are getting more and more pre- prevalent because yes. yeah. it's, it's affecting so many people. These, these lives that you're seeing on these very glossy screens and mm-hmm. you know, being being exposed on a daily basis and being notified with all these alerts and you know notifications, yeah. the noise that's pinging in from your phone, yeah, it can it can just overwhelm you, yeah, and no no wonder people are are suffering because of this. Mm. Yeah, it's um it's quite concerning, really. I think I think there's also a, another side that we haven't touched on yet, um, and that's the the kind of impact it has on on what people are saying so the necessity to keep saying stuff means that you end up sort of ultimately saying pointless stuff all the time and then also what, what i see a lot of the time is people end up saying what they want people to hear um and this 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 for me comes comes to the forefront when we see sort of um agencies and people selling products and services and what what you often see is you know, somebody selling their particular service in a way that is designed that, oh, this is exactly what somebody wants to, to hear. And, you know, for me, that's, I find that quite wrong. Now, ultimately, it works. Of course it does. You know, that's how, how business can be done. Um, but for me, I'd, I'd rather much, I'd, I'd rather be honest and actually say the, the the facts and you know have have reason and weight behind everything and have that more sort of human and ethical level to it you want to be able to justify what you're saying yeah that's it you know you know if i was saying you know trying to sell you know our services to somebody i'm not going to say oh yeah we can turn that around in 4 weeks when actually in my head i know it's going to take longer than that i will tell you how long it's going to take and that's how long it's going to take. We are we are very realistic with our time. Frames. Yeah, and I th- so I think what sort of what I'm trying to say there is this this kind of element for noise means people people forget to think about what they're saying a lot of the time, and I think a lot of a lot of marketing, a lot of social media is all done in an instant mm. without a lot of thought behind it. Um. I think as well, you know, there's a lot of tools that allow you to sort of plan and schedule things. 
and again that that means that you're you know you're sitting down for an hour scheduling the next you know two three weeks whatever of content and putting so little thought into it because you're just putting content together well yeah it's like why does it matter because that post that video can live and die within 24 hours exactly yeah so you know you're, you're, you're immediately thinking about the next one you've got to post yeah so yes I think there's, there's sort of an interesting side there as well but um, to all of you listening we'd love to know your thoughts yeah definitely because what we want to do here is start a conversation yes and actually get other people's perspectives on this we may be wrong about sort of like our assessment of social media yeah from our experience from the way in which we work we see it in this way yeah you may see it in another way you may say no social media is great the idea that I'm able to communicate with people on a daily basis that's fantastic I love yeah. that and we want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, yeah. It might be that you're running a, a a business, and you know you're struggling to you know to keep up with the, this need, or you know you might be a, a a podcaster or a YouTuber suffering from burnout or something like that. And they're they're I think the the people that have the the, the most interesting things to say. Those with the experience. Absolutely. So you can email us at launch at lunarworks.co.uk, or you can find us on Twitter at lunarworkslab and send us a message. Or if you, um, if you want to visit our website for more information about who we are and what we do, visit lunarworks.co.uk. I think that about covers it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, next time we're going to be talking about sort of tech for good and the impact of technology on society a bit more in a sort of an ethical viewpoint. Um, but yeah, until then, we'll uh, leave it there for now. See you next time.